Hello everyone, my name is Kinsey and welcome back to More Than Yesterday. Today we are talking about healing with a very special guest, my nearest and dearest friend, Ellie. Hi. Welcome to the podcast, Ellie. Um, happy to have you, of course. Thank you for having me. So healing is obviously a very important topic, um, especially in our generation as we are made aware of the, uh, you know, just the, the different situations that we face as people, uh, we're, we're aware of them more than any other generation is or has been before. Um, and so when we learn about things such as healing and we apply them to our lives, it's important to recognize that process and uh, kind of figure out your own way of healing and, and um, be able to see what does healing mean for you. And is that an important attribute in your life? Healing is a never-ending process. And in my opinion, you're always healing from something, whether you know it or not. Um, for me, I realized that my childhood had a larger effect on me than I realized. And going back to that uh, time and, and recognizing what ways harmed me, I'm not saying I had a terrible experience like a terrible childhood but like certain things you realize uh, whether they were of your doing or not just kind of affect you um so you know healing from your childhood it can be healing from your relationships to date uh both platonic and romantic or you know also healing from self-inflicted harm which i deal with uh, every day you know no nothing like physical harm of course that is another form of healing um, but in a more metaphorical term, healing from your own bad habits. So for me, I'm, I'm a very big critic and I, I tear myself up. And after so many years, it's kind of t tore down my confidence, tore down you know, the way I see myself. And, you know, I'm realizing how that has hurt me and my relationship with myself and how I view and treat myself and how I let others view and treat me. So when it comes to healing, it's, it's really never ending. Healing, like you said, is, it's not something that's gonna be fixed. It's different for each person. It might take a couple months for one person, but for you, it can take a year or so, you know? And it depends on how you do it too um like you were saying in the beginning our our generation we're very aware of how we're very aware of our emotions and how to i guess move not move on but like heal from it and live your life with it if that makes any sense mm -hmm. yeah. but yeah so what's your healing process like do you have a process so, it's, okay, it's a little complicated. I have little categories. So I have my first phase, which is just um, taking it in. And that usually takes months because I, when something happens to me, it doesn't really process. I just, I just take it in. I'm like, okay, okay, this happened to me. Um, and then probably a week or a month later, it hits me and I have to cry about it um mm -hmm. and just let my 
body, my mind, my soul, everything, take it all in before I can fully address it and everything. And sometimes it's not the, the best thing, um, but that's just how I am. Um, but after that, I usually uh, go to like form of healing for me, it's like distraction. So like painting, knitting, embroidery, something that I can just focus on. And usually during that time, my mind is thinking and figuring out what I should be doing or what I want to be doing. And then I go to, after that I go to the second phase, which is like ways um, to like physically do something about it. So I pray, I cry, I write, or I talk about it. And that part is the most draining part because there's just um, emotions that are running through that you never thought you had. Um, mm -hmm. And then the last phase, which is the I would say the hardest one is to confront it. Knowing me, I'm not a person that likes to confront people or, or things. I'm very, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? Like non-confrontational? Yeah, very much so. So that part I have to still um, learn to, mm -hmm. I guess, fix it or whatever. But those are like my few steps that's good yeah. like i mean just the fact that you're aware of your process is great yeah i mean it took it took years i usually like in high school i would never talk about how i feel to anybody even my parents or my sister or my close friends even myself um it wasn't until like some i think my freshman year or sophomore year of college where um, an incident happened to me um, my freshman year and um, it resulted in me um, going to therapy and everything which I highly recommend even if you're um, like need help I would recommend people to just go to therapy even when you're you know you don't need help it's just good to talk to a third party about how you're feeling and everything but um, she was saying how you need to find ways for you to heal. Don't fixate on the, there's no like correct way to heal. There's just your way to heal. So that's how I came up with like the list and categories for myself. I'll be honest, I don't know my process. And you know, I, I don't know. It's, it's not something that I really thought about, mm -hmm. you know, needing a process of healing. And I'm still very much like you were, where I kind of internalize everything mm -hmm. and deal with it later, you know, um, yeah. which may not always be the best option. Yeah. But my lifestyle, it definitely has to be the option. You know, it's just like, I don't have time to sit here and talk or, you know, I don't but have time to sit here and cry, even it, though it should but be like, made. You can, you can make time. I at least... Like I know, I know when my body's riling up of just emotions that I've just been holding in. So I at least give myself like once, like every month or once or twice a month, I just watch a movie that I know that's gonna make me cry, and all the other tears are just gonna come with it. And then I feel so refreshed afterwards, and I go about my day. Yeah, like I don't think it's crying over the healing process. I think I just don't cry in general. Like. It mm -hmm. takes a lot okay. for me to do that. And, mm -hmm. you know, I notice that, you know, in the event that I am overwhelmed emotionally, 
the tears will last maybe five minutes and then it's like okay well that was good you know like yeah that's all i really need. and it'll be over the most irrational things like it'll never be over the initial it's never cause. irrational no, no 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 don't ever say that it's like how you feel accept it and don't let anybody else disregard how you feel nothing is ever irrational if you're crying about it it has meaning to you sorry for cutting you off but I no no you're that. fine i i meant like not irrational thing but like okay let's say something big happened and i got emotional over it but i never like processed it because obviously i swept under the rug so like maybe i'm mad in the future about something it could be something like oh you know um like a little a little tiff and i know that my emotions aren't directed at this situation Mm -hmm. but because of the previous situation that i still hadn't healed from yet Mm-hmm. Now, all of a sudden, I'm mad because I got jalapenos on my nachos when I really wanted tomatoes. You know, like, <laughs> something like that. It's like, yeah. why are you crying, girl? Like, what are, you, what are you crying for? I'm like, deep down, I know why I'm crying. But, like, I'm crying because now I have jalapenos on my nachos. <laughs> okay, okay. I get what you mean. <laughs> exactly. And I was just like, and it, it'll happen quite often. It's like, well, that's because I didn't process it. And I yeah. didn't do what I needed to do in that time. So it's definitely still like a work in progress. And I think that if anything currently I'm realizing is that, um, you know, a a majority of that healing process for me is actively, uh, actively practicing forgiveness. And Mm -hmm. I actually just stumbled upon this uh, realization quite recently um i was looking at some videos um some uh writers of books who um you know kind of expanded on the whole process of forgiveness and how forgiveness isn't necessarily a gift to someone else it's a gift to you it's not like Mm -hmm. oh i'm forgiving you like you get this out of me it's like no i love myself enough to forgive you and release that tension mm-hmm. that anger or you know whatever emotions those are release that out of my system and do it for me and that has been just astronomical in my life because it was just like you know the only reason why I feel heavy and I feel restricted all the time is because I'm holding on to stuff and I'm holding on to those emotions and I have healed from past situations mm-hmm. and when I realized like okay I need to forgive that person and it wasn't as if they were getting something out of me like that forgiveness isn't me giving something to them it's not you know letting them off it's not saying that you know they still aren't responsible for their actions no like it's it's what happened to me and I accept that it happened to me but it's not continuing to happen to me therefore I shouldn't hold that on to me as if that person is still in my life or if that Mm -hmm. situation is still happening or whatever it might be you know what I mean? Yeah, that's a that's that's a really like not a quote, but you know what I mean. It's it's good to understand, and um, I hope I wish and I hope people can accept that too. Because when you hold grudges, you're hurting yourself more than you're hurting the other person. You know, or the other person's mm-hmm. hurting, um, and you block your own blessings blessings when you do that. So, hundred percent, hundred percent. And it's like as soon as I like realized that, like within that same night, I was praying. I was like, "Okay, Lord, please give me the strength to forgive." Mm-hmm. You know, 
please let me forgive and I, I never want to say forgive and forget because I feel like that's a dangerous way to live yeah. like of course I think the moral behind that life lesson is to not hold grudges of yeah. course don't hold grudges but you know still remember what happened you know not holding on to the feeling of what happened to you um but you you know you don't just forget that it happened but you're mm-hmm. not holding on to those emotions that the circumstance held yeah. over you in that moment so now you know when you process and you heal and you're actively forgiving now you can you can let go you can release and yeah. you know you're moving on and i swear in that instant when i was you know asking for you know the the strength to move on and to forgive it was like the next day all the stuff started falling on my lap it was like all right you know and I think that was God just saying like look Kenzie you've been the person blocking your blessing you you know you didn't realize it you know if you had just forgotten sooner you know but everything happens in this time but you know it was just seeing how all it took was a change of mindset and a change of heart really because I can't be out here uh whether it's my podcast or whether it's with my friends my family I can't be out here like oh positivity you know forgiveness healing and stuff like that if I'm, <laughs> if I'm not actively doing it myself I know, you know? What you mean. Yeah, like it's like preach what you teach mm-hmm. exactly exactly and so I think before I was you know emphasizing the uh do as I say not as I do Hopefully, moving forward, uh, I'll, you know, continue practicing this. And like I said, healing is a never-ending process. And I honestly think forgiveness is never-ending, too, because, um, you know, like, you're always, you're always facing something. Like, we're never 100% free of everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's so hard. I'm not gonna lie, like, it is so hard for certain, for me to forgive certain people um, for stuff that's happened in my life, and I've noticed that it has been blocking my blessings, my, my own blessings, but I, I just, so I'm, okay, so um, this is kind of like a trigger warning, um, but my freshman year, um, uh, I was rooming with um, one of my um, close friends since like middle school or whatever and um, you know she moved away before we moved to college so we were still in contact and everything but we weren't as close as we used to be but um, you know we moved in freshman year of college you know it's fun da 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 um, but then things just didn't Things, so when people say don't live with your best friends, believe them, please, because they are telling you the truth. Like, police, this is why I live by myself now, and it's the best thing I've ever done. I'm not going to live with anybody until I get married at this point. But anyway, so yeah, we just had little spats coming in and there. Um, she didn't like the way I was being loud in, my, in our room or whatever. She takes naps and three in the afternoon which is fine but like I come from class at that time I need to listen to my music and you know relax a little bit so it was just built up emotions and everything um and we never talked about all that 
for some reason. Mm -hmm. Right. And then this one night I was working um, in my resident building and um, we had this one friend, his name is X. And he was like, hey, where's your roommate? Because she's usually with me whenever, whenever I'm at work because she doesn't want to leave me alone, especially at nighttime. So um, he, and I was so I told him, oh, she's upstairs. She's probably just like relaxing or something. And then um, I got off work and he was like, hey, love, let's just go hang out. Let's watch a movie or something all upstairs. Um, and mind you, this is about like 10 o'clock. We never really sleep and it's college, so no one really sleeps, I guess. But um, so we went upstairs and everything and, you know, we're just having regular conversation. Me being like really antisocial and not really wanting to talk to anybody at that time. I was just on my iPad, probably playing like a, a little game or something. And then um, he pulled out some um, alcohol and I don't drink. And well, at that time I didn't drink and I don't drink beer. So he offered me some and I was like, no, I'm good, thank you. And then he offered her some. She's like, no, I'm good. So he just started drinking and then why, um, um, which is um, her. Um, so then she was like, hey, why don't you shotgun this? And for those who don't know what shotgun means, it just means like um, punching a little hole at the bottom of the beer can and um, opening it and quickly finishing it. And he did that, I think, two times. And at that point, I was like, okay, this man is intoxicated. Uh, he should probably leave the room or something. Um, but then um, he, he was just talking. I was minding my own business. They were talking. Da, da, da. And then she started dozing off. And then I, was, I looked up at him, and he got closer to me. And I was like, <laughs> what the heck is going on? You know, he's my French, but... Um, then, you know, he, um, basically, like, came at me and tried to force himself on me, and I'm just like, yo, not yo, but I was like, no, like, get off me and everything, and, uh, it was just a long night, okay? Um, after I was, like, screaming, like, no, get off me and everything, um, he left the room. I obviously had like a panic attack, so I left the room so that she wouldn't wake up and everything. And, you know, I cried in the bathroom. Then I went back into the room and I fell asleep. And I didn't tell anyone about this. So mm -hmm. I felt like that was, I don't know. It was just, I didn't know who to go to because my school has a terrible, um, what is it called uh, reporting system mm -hmm. and I did not want to go to the cops and I didn't want to talk to administration I just wanted to talk to a counselor or something but we didn't have a really good counseling system either too um so you know I just kept on the back of my head for a little bit and then that night I was working and she she texted me she was like hey where you at and I'm like I'm at work da 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 she came down and I thought she knew everything so i thought that's what we we're gonna talk about but no 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 it's a whole you're being so loud in the room da, 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 da. and i'm just sitting there like dumbfounded like 
this girl, you see, this girl really trying me. And, you know, I, I was just like, look, please do not start with me right now because I am not in the mood. And then um, she left. She slept at her friend's dorm or whatever. And that following day, which is like what, two days after the incident, um, it was a couple, It's she was going home for spring break and everything. So um, I was like, I better talk to her now or I won't talk to her ever. So I sat her down, I told her everything that happened, and then she was like, yeah, I know. And I've never been triggered by that word ever like that before. It was just like, what do you mean you know? And she was like, oh, um, like I could hear you, but like I couldn't get up. And I'm like, what do you what? mean? Yeah, and I was just, see, this is my problem. Like I can't, you know when people hear like, like the way you reacted like what i didn't even react like that i was just like okay like i it just went over my head i didn't say a single thing and we just i told i told her everything happened and she's like yeah i know i'm sorry da, da, da. no not even i'm sorry she's like well you know uh, you could have woke me up i would have like told him to leave a room or whatever or if or the other thing that she said was um, you know, you could have screamed a little louder so that, um, you know, somebody could hear you. And I was just like... You're right there. You like, said you knew. If you like knew... Five, five, not even five feet, three feet away from me. What do you mean? Ugh. Yeah, no. I... That's when I knew I was... She basically, she left and I was talking to one of my friend, um, Seven, that's his nickname. Um, and he was like... I, I literally cried. I was like, like what the, what WTF? I, I don't want to curse, but like, what is like what is going on? He was like, you know that's not right. You know that's not right. Like that's messed up. That's not a friend right there and everything. And forget uh, a friend. That's not even a roommate. Like you don't have to be my friend, but as a common, woman. as a woman specifically, mm -hmm. as a as a human being and as a woman, yeah. I don't care what terms we're on, you do not sit there and hear, possibly even see, mm -hmm. a another woman's body being violated yeah. and just not say anything. Yeah. And be like, oh, well, I know, but like, no. You could have done something else. Then I'm Let me not. After spring break, um... I wrote, I wrote everything out. I wrote how I felt. I cried first, but I wrote everything out. Because my mom always tells me, if you can't speak to someone about it, write it down. So I wrote it down. And once we came back for spring break, I was like, okay, before we start, you know, this new, and finish the semester, I have some things to say. I read everything I said, like, how dare you um, just sit there and say that? How dare you? Um, say that to me not only as a friend but as a roommate and a woman like i don't you like do you not see the wrong in this like i i'm giving you an opportunity to like at least apologize or just understand what where i why i'm reacting like this and everything and i told her like we have a couple more months left like i just want to be civil in the room like you're just my roommate right now um I'm no longer your friend. Don't, please don't, you know, 
try to act all buddy-buddy with me. I don't do that. And then she was like, you know, it's your choice if you want to be my friend or not. I was like, girl, you are making me crazy right now. But yes. At that point, I was like, okay, something's wrong with her. So I was like, in my head, I'm like, you know, I'm going to pray for you because... So I was just like, you know what? Um, let me just try to understand what happened to me. And to this day, I still haven't fully accepted that, you know, I was sexually assaulted and everything. I'm still fixated on losing a best friend and everything that happened with her in like in right in front of me basically um so it didn't get any better after that she just it's just drama came more and more with her she started she started telling people about my incident started mm. saying um i was lying that that she was awake she was fully asleep da 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 so I was like, all right, whatever. Um, but you know, I got in a really bad state and everything and I knew I needed to go see a counselor and stuff. But to this day, I, I wish I reported it, but it's like, I, I didn't know if they would believe me. And I hate, I hate that I think that I thought like that, you know, mm-hmm. but. But I mean, if you think about it three years ago, as, as long as, short as that feels you know wow we were just freshmen a lot has happened in the last three years that has progressed women into a now more i wouldn't i i wouldn't even dare to say comfortable but a little bit of a more understanding environment for when we do speak up and just in just the last three years so don't blame yourself for you know, not speaking up three years ago, three years ago was a completely different time. You were a completely different woman. Yeah. You know, that that was an unspeakable event. And, you know, it takes time, especially things of that magnitude that are that traumatic. You can't heal overnight. You can't forgive in an instant. That's something that's a lot... It goes a lot deeper and it, and it roots itself a lot deeper in you so you know like like what i was reading and what i was watching over the past week preparing for this episode you know some people take a lifetime to forgive like decades maybe some people never heal maybe they never forgive maybe you know they're on their dying bed and they still are holding that grudge like it's It's all in time. Some situations you're able to forgive quicker than others, you know, and and some some situations you thought you did forgive and then you realize maybe months down the road, weeks down the road or maybe years down the road that when it's mentioned again, you you get a reaction. And for me, that's how I know I'm not healed. That's how I know I haven't fully moved on is when a situation brings up more uh more feelings you know i it gets a reaction out of me still you know like if my if my reaction isn't peace and love like that i know mm-hmm. that it still holds that power over me not to say that's a bad thing i just don't like having people have power over my life or the way i think or the way i function 
you know, mm-hmm. like I know this has a huge effect on my day to day or like how I process things, how I react to things. Like it, I know it, it has definitely affected my um, like romantic relationships and everything. And I wish I can just let go of that because it's it's pushed me away from some great people. But I understand, you know, things like it, it's just. I know it's like messing me up and it's so frustrated not to just move on from it but it's such a big thing that you can't just move on instantly like you said so it's it's annoying at this point. If we don't like that other people have power over us our lives the only person that gives them that power is ourselves. I give them that power you give them that power and once we realize that and we start this process of healing and forgiveness that's when slowly but surely you realize that that power kind of dwindles you know Mm -hmm. and it ceases because you don't give them that anymore because at this point you know in our opinions and our subjective opinions those people don't deserve power over your life and that's true you know, they, they they should hold nothing. They shouldn't be gifted anything. Mm-hmm. They shouldn't be... It, forgiveness isn't a gift to them. You know, your healing process isn't anything for them to benefit from. And you not, no longer giving them power or giving them power, that's not a gift to them. That's what you decide. That that power is now in your hands. Yeah. If, if someone has any kind of sway in my life, that's something that I gave to them. And whatever results from me gifting them that is now on me and that's that's my fault and that's on me you know what i mean so it's it's not a perfect world and it's we're not perfect people but when we start to realize you know our own healing processes and we start to have these conversations with ourselves and the environment around us and, you know, every day it gets better. I want other people, you know, who have gone through like a traumatic experience like that to have the opportunity and the space to talk about um, dramatic incidents because um, mm-hmm. that's one of the one of the ways to heal. So exactly, because yeah. if you don't speak it out loud, then you're gonna keep thinking that it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, like. If I don't say it and, and confront it, then I'm just going to keep thinking like, oh, that's in the past. It's history. It didn't really exist. It no longer exists. Well, that pain still exists. It exists in me every day. That hurt, the wounds, they're still fresh because you never dealt with them. Exactly. So when we deal with them, they start healing. You put a little neurosporin on it so it doesn't right. turn into a full scar. Exactly. You, know, you put a little band-aid if you want to. And then you're good in like a couple weeks. Exactly. Exactly. And the scars are just a reminder of how far we've come and what we've been through. So. Yeah, that's true. This might be the best episode yet, girl. I would love to do this again. This is nice. Girl, come on. We can look, we can make a little co host situation go on. You know what? I might, I might take you up on that. Hey, now. Look out, y'all. 
Well, that just about wraps up our conversation of healing. Um, I'm sure we'll circle back, you know, just as healing is a never ending process. So, um, yeah, thank you so much, Ellie, for sharing your story um, and, you know, coming on here and speaking with me. Thank you for having me. I'll see you guys later. <laughs> yes, you will. Homegirl's coming back, y'all. I am. But yeah, so that's it for this week, guys. As always, thank you for listening and stay tuned for more. Bye.